Hello, my friends. Welcome to the All Worth It podcast. Every week on the show, we have a conversation about change. Sometimes it's change that's happened to us, and sometimes it's change we go looking for. But just remember, it will be all worth it. So about a year and a half ago, my husband and I went on vacation. We were in Depot Bay, which is on the coast of Oregon. It's really beautiful there. If you haven't been, you should totally go. But back to the reason I'm telling you this story. We were checking out, and my husband went to do the last look around the room to make sure we didn't forget anything because you know you always forget something. And he was just doing a check real quick. So he was coming back to the car and came across this lady who was trying to get into her room. She was trying to stick a key into a key slot, but the problem was the hotel had recently changed and it wasn't a key slot any longer. It was a sensor on the wall. So you just held the key in front of the sensor and it let you into the room. He patiently showed her how to get into her room. She sighed and looked at him and she said, why do they always change it? I just have it figured out and it changes again. We chuckled about that story when he got back to the car and told me about it, but clearly I've been thinking about it a lot since then. Why are they always changing things? For some of us, you may really resonate with that statement. Just the minute you think something is figured out, you know exactly how it should go, something changes. Your phone gets an update. You move. Your children grow. Your grandchildren grow. You start a relationship. You start a job. It ends. Something else begins. They change the way your coffee is made at your favorite coffee shop. Change, it's always coming. Sometimes, though, we go looking for change. We don't necessarily know what we want, but we know we want something to change. And so on this podcast, we're going to talk about all kinds of change. We're going to talk about change that we want to make, change that we have to make, change that we should make. I'm going to talk to some people who've been through pretty big changes in their life to learn from them of what worked, what didn't, and what they would change about the way that they changed, (laughs) if that makes any sense. Let me tell you a little bit about myself and why change is something I can talk about. It's because I've had a lot of it in my life. About five years ago, I moved from Indiana to the Pacific Northwest. I moved to Portland, Oregon to be specific and moved in with new roommates, started a new job, living in a new state, actually a whole new side of the country. It was a really big change. The only thing that I had around me that was familiar was my cat, my car, and my personal belongings. I had to use a GPS to find the grocery store, and the grocery stores weren't the same. I didn't call words the same that people around me called them, and so I had to pretty quickly learn a new dialect. I didn't fit in, And that's okay, but it was a pretty big change. In the course of time that I've lived in the Pacific Northwest, I've moved three times, I've changed jobs twice, and I got married. So I've had a little bit of change happen. I'm excited to talk to you about all the aspects of change, because I think that if we keep our eyes and our minds opened, there's really positive ways to look at change, to grow from it, and to find that it was actually a really good thing that the change happened. I also wanna have conversations with people who have had to endure a change that wasn't so fun. What did that change teach them? And what can we learn from their experience? I know your time is precious and I'm excited that you're giving some of it to me. I hope to encourage you, to challenge you, and to entertain you a little bit along the way. Stick around. 
I'll try not to change it too much, but I can't wait to talk about change. Oh, one little thing that I should throw in. My last name is Allworth, hence the name, which I think is pretty cool because more often than not, I think what we find on the other side of change is that it was all worth it. Okay, so I hope you're still with me, but I decided to do a little something different. I feel like if I'm listening to a podcast, I want to get to know the person who's in my ears. So I thought I'd give you that same benefit, give you the chance to get to know who I am. So I invited a good friend of mine, Val, to come on to the podcast today to interview me because it's a little bit awkward for me to interview myself. So Val, thanks for being here, first of all. Uh, Thank you for having me. It's such an honor. Oh, delighted that you're here. Also, part of the reason I wanted to invite Val is a, she knows me really well. She's a great person to interview me. But also, I hope to have Val on the show more often. So you're going to need to get to know her anyway. So get familiar with her voice. That's all I'm saying. I appreciate (laughs) that. I look forward to many, many more episodes together. Fantastic. So, okay, so this is, this feels like a moment of control. Uh, Let's see, of, you know, like balancing my control. I'm going to give control over to you to ask me the questions. So, yeah, I'm ready. You're ready? Ready? Yes. Fire. Okay, here we go. So, Amber, first of all, you're an amazing person and it's a delight to be here. I'm so excited to ask you these questions. You know, one of the most amazing things that I think that you have ever done was when you moved across the country, you were single and Mm -hmm. in your thirties and you just jumped and you went, what made you do it? (laughs) Um, I'd like to say bravery and maybe there's some of that involved, but I had always wondered what life would be like to live somewhere else, what life might be like um, in another part of the country and had every time that I had traveled and I had traveled a lot, I was never excited to be back in Indiana, no offense to the state. Um, but I was always, I was excited to see people and to sleep in my own bed, but always curious about what it would be like if I stayed in whatever place it was that I was visiting. So when it was really clear that this was an opportunity that could actually happen, I was so excited and it was kind of just like, well, let's do this. Let's give it a shot. If it fails, at least I will have lived in some place totally different and have been really, you know, brave and bold and tried something new. So that's what made me do it. That's awesome. So you went from flat cornfields to the mountains. Yep. Wow. What is your favorite spot in Washington? So my favorite spot in Washington is anywhere where I can see a mountain because I grew up with, at best, we could call them hills. So mountains are still really dramatic and exciting to me. So I love any view of a mountain. And in any on any day given day, if it's not raining, I can see at least two. So I love a view of a mountain. And Mount Hood is kind of my personal favorite. So it's a great spot. Sounds great. Spot. I cannot wait to come visit you one day and to see that very, very spot. Uh, Yeah. In one day, I can take you from the mountain to a river. Well, I could actually, we could probably do both at the same time. We could go to the ocean. We can be at high desert. You name it. You can experience it. You're going to love it. Inside the same day. Yeah. Inside the same day. 
Perfect. It's what a else long could you day. Ask for? <laughs> uh, we'll have good coffee while we do it. <laughs> of course. Of course. You're like over there in the capital of coffee, which is pretty kind of, amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, it's pretty wonderful. You know, I love a good love story. And I know how much Curtis means to your story. You waited a very long time for him to be a part of your journey. I know you're going to talk about him. So tell me a little more about Curtis. Oh, I like talking about him. So I was 37 when I got married. So I waited a really, really long time to get married, especially uh, originating in the Midwest. Um, I did not meet him right when I moved out here. Well, I actually met him when I had lived out here for a year. Um, fun story, which I'll have to tell you at some point. I asked him out the first time and he turned me down. Um, I remind him of this regularly. <laughs> he was not ready for a relationship. So we ended up being friends for a couple of weeks and that only lasted a couple of weeks. And then we were not just friends anymore. So he is... He's incredible. He's really, really smart, and he doesn't know that he's as smart as he is. He's an IT director, so if you go to my website, which I'd encourage you to, he built all that, and he took the pictures for the website, too. So I am way out of my league in talent, and I know it, and I am so grateful for him. Uh, he's really funny, and that was something that struck me about him at first where it was like he made me laugh every time we interacted but he was so kind and thoughtful so he thinks things through really really well and really holistically and is just consistent and calm and pretty much the perfect balance for me so I love it I'm so happy for you both that you have found each other and that it's such a good partnership and marriage I love that so much. Thank you. You are one of the most strategic people that I know about how you live your life. You're very intentional and it's beautiful. So I want you to tell me what is the happiest part of your daily routine? The happiest part of my daily routine, I think, is the mornings. Um, I find that it's really helpful for me if I start my day with some quiet, <laughs> with a cup of coffee, first of all, to get me awake. Uh, but I love when I have that mug of coffee, I sit down on the couch with a blanket and I have a book and I have my Bible and I can just be quiet and focused. It's really nice when it's it's super quiet. Um, and so it's good for me to have that moment to wake up slowly so that I can be really kind when other people, aka my husband, wake up so that he gets me awake and um, kind of centered for my day. Uh, so I really love mornings. Um, it's not always my favorite to wake up. Waking up never feels great, but I'm always grateful when I wake up early enough to have some quiet in the morning before the day starts. That sounds like pure bliss to me. Can you tell me a little bit more about your occupation? Yeah, I have recently launched a business of life coaching. And what life coaching is, is basically walking alongside someone who's going through a change in their life and coaching them on. I get to basically be their cheerleader where I see potential in people and get to speak that into their life and encourage them along the way. I'm also stepping into this podcast role and world 
and in the podcasting that I get to do, I get to interview people who have gone through transition and change in their life. Currently, it's people that I know. (laughs) I am looking forward to interviewing people that are new friends for me, too. But I get to talk to them about changes that they've made that can hopefully encourage and challenge those that are listening to take a risk and make some change in their life, too. Why would someone need a life coach or a transition coach? I think over time, people are more capable of change than they believe that they are. So for me, one of the reasons that I wanted to get into coaching is I knew I needed someone unbiased just to talk to, to to work it out, to have the conversation, to process what I was feeling, but to also help me come up with a plan so that I wouldn't be stuck in the same routines and same patterns. And so as a coach, I get to walk alongside people who want to make transition to come up with a plan. Like, here's, let's try this. Oh, if that doesn't work, let's try this. And we keep coming up with a solution, a potential solution until we find a good fit. Because how often is it that the first thing you try out of the gate works? It doesn't usually work that way unless, well, you're really lucky. (laughs) And so what we can do is pivot to figure out what works best for you. Um, And I'm perpetually on your side cheering you on, but I also don't have any skin in the game. So if you make a big decision or bold move, I'm just, I just get to be excited for you. There's no personal loss for me for your decision. And so that can sometimes be hard to find in your own personal life. Right, because everybody else has their emotional investments inside of you. Absolutely. So like when I think about my move out here to the Pacific Northwest, I could get some unbiased input, but a lot of it was clouded through the please don't move away and leave us. (laughs) And so it was hard for me to find unbiased input. And I get to be that for other people to say, Wherever you live, that decision is for you to make. But let's talk it through. Let's figure out what is best for you. Perfect. So how do you know if you're in transition? Mm, this is a good one. You either are spending a lot of time thinking about possibilities, imagining what could be, or you're living every day on repeat and you are getting really bored (laughs) with how your life is going. I think that there are people who know, they know something needs to change. You might know that the way that you're caring for your body isn't working for you and you want to make a change with that. You might know that the way you're handling your schedule isn't working for you and you need to make a change with that. You might know that your relationship patterns aren't working for you and you want to change that. You just know something's off. But other times, you're just kind of bored where you know you need to do something to challenge yourself. And I please don't hear me say that that always results in you need to move across the country. That wouldn't be realistic. But maybe it means something needs to change within your life or you're just ready for it. Um, I think that you have some internal indicators that change change is either coming or is necessary what are some of those indicators that you might sense and when you say like you're just bored would you compare that to like being like on autopilot like you're just doing the mundane yeah like you're doing your morning you're doing your night you're doing your job you're checking things off the list yeah if you haven't done anything that challenges you for a while 
If you haven't taken a risk, you might be on autopilot. If you can identify what your day is going to look like before it even starts, you might be on autopilot. And if you haven't felt that adrenaline of, and I'm not saying that you have to be addicted to this feeling, but if you haven't felt that I'm really stretching myself feeling for a while, you're probably on autopilot. I, I'm not saying that you need to go bungee jumping every few years just to kick the adrenaline into gear. It might be good for you. I personally am not going to do it. But if you are sensing, if there's an area that you're perpetually having frustration with, Let's talk about it because I think there might be a transition on the other side of that frustration. I have had some friends who basically we talk about their same frustrations over and over again. And while there might be seasons that that's okay, when we're years into having the same conversation about something that bothers them, they need to be in transition. If your job is bothering you that much, that it is the main thing we talk about for a couple of years, you need to enter into some transition and figure out something different to do. I've noticed for myself, I need a coach and I've actually looked into and had coaches that have helped me with different physical challenges that I've had. I know I need a nutritional coach to kick my rear in gear to help address some frustrations that I'm having with my body. And so I'm a person in transition. I have been a person in transition. And so a coach just walks alongside and says, okay, so let's try this. And if that doesn't work, let's try that. But you come up with a plan and you make the investment in yourself. When when you've put a little bit of a financial investment into something, you know you're going to show up and you know you're going to actually do what you need to do to get it taken care of. Because it's really easy on my own to just say, oh, well, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about that but not ever actually do it. So if I'm on autopilot and I know I'm on autopilot, what's one piece of advice you'd give me? I would give you the piece of advice to take some some time to re-engage your imagination. So a lot of times we get stuck in autopilot that we, we think we have to just keep doing the same things over and over again, and we don't engage our imagination to see what could be, to think through what it could look like, where we could live, what we could do, what our bodies might be capable of doing, what we could do with our schedule, what we could create. And so I would just Im- invite you to engage your imagination, take five minutes and Use your creativity to think through what your life could look like. What would it be if your daily routine drastically changed? What would it be like if the way that you approached conflict drastically changed? What if the way you engage with your family drastically changed or even small change, small changes? And so just re-engage your imagination and see what happens. I actually have, I'm glad you asked, because I actually have a free gift for listeners of the podcast, so it'll be down in the show notes below. Uh, there is a worksheet that you can work through that will help you re-engage your imagination to think through what what could be around the corner for you. I love that. Such a special gift and intentional as always, which we absolutely love because we know you're going to take care of us and watch out for your audience, which I guarantee you will always happen, audience. She is wonderful that direction. She, she is very thoughtful. Thank you. You're launching a podcast, which I know you're super excited about. Tell me who should listen to your podcast. I kind of want to say everybody, 
because I can't imagine someone who wouldn't be interested in it, but <laughs> I'm biased. So I think that the two listeners for my podcast are first people who think change either is coming or might come in their life. And that kind of encompasses everybody, but anyone who thinks that there might be a transition or a change in their near future. But the other listener of my podcast that I'd recommend is people who have been through change. I think that it's easy to underestimate the impact of changes that we've made in our lives. And I'm going to be interviewing a bunch of different people with different stories. And I think you'll be able to see some things that you might not have noticed that would indicate the bravery or the incredible change that you've made in your life. I think it'll be encouraging to remember some changes that you've made through the lens of hearing someone else's story. I also just think that there's going to be some really great stories and it's going to be inspiring and entertaining. And so I kind of think everybody should listen. Is that wrong to say? <laughs> no, I think you're right because I think everyone needs a little Amber in their life. <laughs> you I, are slightly biased, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's a good bias. And your listeners will soon be in love with you too. And they will know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thank you. So let's just say someone throws this podcast in a time capsule. What is one truth you think people should know even a hundred years from now? I think people need to know that they are more capable of change than they imagine, than they recognize. I would encourage anyone considering making a change to just take some steps, little steps, any step towards making that change a reality. When I was making the decision to move to the Pacific Northwest, I imagined my 82-year-old self. I don't know why, but 82 is always my old lady age that I go to in my head. And I pictured 82-year-old Amber, and I thought, what would she tell me about making this decision? And I'm going to release a podcast that will go more in depth to this someday very soon. But I'll just give you the teaser for it that I realized that she would very lovingly kick my tail if I didn't make the decision to move. <laughs> she would have given me so much grief if I hadn't have moved, hadn't have made the decision to move because I was afraid, because I was playing the what if game. So I would encourage you to think about your future self. What decisions can you make right now that are gonna positively impact that person and then go in that direction? Just do your best and, and take a risk. It's totally worth it. And that's kind of gonna be the theme for our show that it's all worth it. Also my last name, I think I said that before, but it, it bears repeating. I think that we are more capable of change than we realize and we let fear hold us back an awful lot. So I just hope that my listeners can take a couple of, of steps towards the change that they are dreaming or considering. To all of the listeners of the All Worth It podcast, I want you to know that Amber is all worth it. Literally, she is the real deal. She is the package. Right now, she has a basket on her front porch with water and granola bars for her delivery workers, supporting them, loving them, showing up in creative ways. And that's exactly what she offers in her coaching experiences. And I know it's what she's going to offer inside her podcast. I hope you will join me 
for every episode of the All Worth It podcast. Oh, thank you, Val. I didn't pay you for that, but maybe I should consider it. (laughs) I really appreciate your kind words. So I'm so grateful for you, friend. We'll tell the story later. I totally want to have you back. But Val and I have been friends for decades. And I know you would look at us and think you are far too young, but we've been friends for a minute. So (laughs) I remember Val knows what my actual hair color is back before the gray started to show up. (laughs) Such a different world. Such a different (laughs) world. It was a simpler time. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Val, for your time today. And listeners, thank you so much. I cannot wait to jump into these conversations that we're going to have. And I really hope you stick around and tell a couple of friends and it'll all be worth it. So we'll see you next time. 